Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It is week five. It's almost in the books. We've got a new format for you. Lots of exciting things going on this week at the Happy Hour. Your favorite podcast titled the Happy Hour. And we are proudly, I'm already messing up, proudly, we are proudly brought to you by Manscaped. It is the league leader. It's got the most PPR points in the league when it comes to keeping your stuff trim and looking tight. And making yourself look desirable, like someone wants to go to that area. And they're like, yeah, I want to do that. All about Manscaped. Skin-safe technology, waterproof, nifty LED lighting. So if you want to get tricky and shave in the dark, you can absolutely do that if you want. It's got a wireless charger. And on the Lawnmower 4.0 package that you can save 20% off when you use code DHH. Also comes with a weed whacker. So if you're getting older like me, you got some nose and ear hair that needs to be trimmed. We got you. And on top of that. You can also make sure everything smells good and is nice and fresh, dolphin smooth with the crop preserver, the crop cleanser, and the crop reviver, and so much more. Choose Manscaped for all your grooming needs. Use code DHH for 20% off at checkout. Manscaped, your balls will thank you for it. All right, boys, what's going on with James and Tyler this week? Nothing. Your uh, team's I, won, well, not the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons got screwed over, like, big time. Oh yeah. my God! Don't even get me started on everybody being bad. like, "Well, bad Grady call. Jarrett, Grady Jarrett, kind of turned his body and threw him." No, he did not. This it was, was momentum. momentum. Yeah. Oh my God! Like Atlanta, I think would have won that game. The momentum was on their side. They scored two touchdowns in a short amount of time. The Falcons or the the Bucks defense seemed like they're kind of gassed and they just they didn't know what to do. Honestly, I think the Falcons would have would have probably pushed for a touchdown, tied. Or or won the game, and I was very irritated by that. I, I've Brady gets all the calls. It bugs the bugs the crap out of me, and it's just and Brady's answer. Well, I don't throw the flags. Yeah, but you complain all the time. Mm-hmm. So James, your yes. team is now four and one. Got what that in right. the Sam hell is going on? Got that right. Took Met care Life of Stadium. Green Bay. And not in nope, not in MetLife. Uh, across the big pond over in England, that's where we uh, controlled our fate today. Right. Um, but the bread is baked in MetLife. Oh yeah, I guess you yeah. could say that. Yeah. yeah. If it was bread, I love bread. I can't. It's carbs. Um, and we're doing it receiverless, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that a little bit later, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I was super happy today. It was a great game. I was up early to watch it uh, before the morning pod, and it was. It was awesome, man. Yeah, and guess which team spun the only shutout today? The Pats. Let's go against the Lions. Go figure. Which the highest scoring team. <laughs> which obviously disappointed um, everyone that had Lions in their lineup because the only one that did anything for fantasy was Josh Reynolds, I guess. Yeah, yeah. a little he bit. He had a nice game. Um, other than that, though, whew, that, was a rough, that was a rough one. We'll talk a little bit about some of the Patriots a little bit later on in the podcast. So let's get into some injuries first. We still are going to lead off the podcast with some of the injury news, and then we're going to get into some fun new segments that we're going to do here week to week on the Dynasty Happy Hour. So big injury. 
big, 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 big one. Yeah. And we and it's I don't want to say we knew it was coming, but this player has not been able to be healthy throughout his NFL career. I don't think he's played more than like he's been healthy for more than like eight or nine games in his career in a row. And unfortunately, if you're a Rashad Penny owner, you were riding the high from last week's game against Detroit. He was having a pretty solid game today against the Saints. And then in the in the fourth quarter, I believe he went down and suffered a fractured tibia uh, and he's out indefinitely. And from all the Twitter docs who are actually doctors, but they're on Twitter. Um, it looks like he's probably going to need surgery. So there is a likelihood that he is going to be out possibly for the entire season. Now, we saw the power of Ken Walker. His metrics going into this game were all very good as far as yards after contact and all those things. And what does Ken Walker do, James? He breaks for a big one, baby. 69 yards. It was nice. a very nice touchdown. Very um, nice. I have Ken Walker. I don't. I have him in a couple of dynasty leagues, but I took him in redraft in round eight or nine and I've just been waiting in one of my rosters that has Jonathan Taylor and Deandre Swift. And now Damian Harris. Well, you know, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, loves the fact that Ken Walker is now going to start for the Seattle Seahawks because uh, yeah, I needed it bad. So I am all here for Ken Walker. I liked him in dynasty, you know, coming out of the draft season, he was uh, a top three or four pick. And then that started to fade, Tyler. He was going at, what, the end of the first round for the late rookie drafts, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, I pretty much had him in our listener league, our OG listener league on MFL. I, I had him in a trade. And personally, it felt like he was just almost like a throw-in. Like, it was like, oh, okay, I need Ken Walker added to this deal. And if it was after this game, it wouldn't look like this. It would not, I probably wouldn't have gotten the trade done, but it was a massive trade with a friend of the show, Clint. We might get into it later if we've got time at the end of the show, which, you know, end of the show, we kind of talk about trades we might have made throughout leagues. And I think I made maybe eight or nine this week. Not Yeah, even, you were a busy boy. Not even joking. Doug and I even dipped our toe into the trading. It's true. Uh, it was it was actually very easy. One of the easier trades I've ever made with Doug. It was you know it was I'm very a pretty nice. I'm a pretty easy trader. I made a trade with J Mike uh, yesterday, and he said thank you for just being reasonable and like not being like a pain in the ass. And I'm like yeah man, I don't want to make it difficult. And it's funny. We'll talk about the trade later, but it's funny because it literally was a net like negative for both of us this week. We'll it's really funny. You're gonna be like oh that's actually a pretty fair trade, and then the results of this week were absolute booty cheeks. Oh. So let's speaking of booty cheeks, let's get on to Baker Mayfield, who um, I don't know if you guys know this, but is bad. And um, he was spotted in a walking boot on his left leg following the Panthers week five loss to the Niners. They got drubbed. He'll have tests done over the next 24 to 48 hours, as they always do. Sam Darnold is eligible to come off injured reserve. Um, so what I've heard from his high ankle, he's eligible to come off, but I don't think he's ready yet. So we know Baker can play banged up, but he threw a really bad pick on a double clutch. He was targeting McCaffrey and sailed it to Emmanuel Mosley, who unfortunately looks like he tore his ACL in this game and is probably going to be lost for the year. Um, but Baker, I, why is Matt Rule not fired? Like, that's the question, James. He should be tomorrow. Point. Tomorrow. Yeah, he the, should be. Yeah. I, I hope I, so. The latest Tuesday, I, I think, uh, when they all get back in. And uh, he's going to take Monday and start fixing up his resume a little bit. Yeah, the Panthers, they tried. They did try to work a little, in a little Terrace Marshall this week for the first time ever. So. <laughs> So that was they're trying to work week. anything that works in anything, but the uh, only thing yeah, that works is McCaffrey. PJ yeah. Walker came in for a little bit and yeah. tried, you know, they're like, okay, we'll, we'll throw him in Baker. I even, I, the funny thing about him is I made the comment on Twitter saying Baker has pumped fake 21 times so far in the game. And that was in the first quarter. 
and somebody responded, "Is this a real stat, or are you uh, are you joking?" It, it like, was believable, though. It was believable. Like he pump fakes at least once every time he has it, to throw. It reminds me for you old schoolers out there. So I grew up as a Patriots fan since I was a little kid, and when Bledsoe used to go back in the pocket. Now Baker has mobility, but Bledsoe we used to call it burping the baby because he'd be tapping. He'd be tapping that. the football the whole time, and it would take forever. Um, so that's like Baker with his pump fakes. Like he's just he's he's just not good. Yeah, I was I was a little wrong on that this offseason. I thought maybe his career would get a little rejuvenated. Nope. I was hoping he's he would get bad. good enough just so I can get rid of him off my team. Nope. Just bad. yeah, I have I have him in a couple of dynasty leagues and sunk cost is what they call that, kids. All right, let's move on to James Conner. He injured his ribs. One of these players that. It's great when he's healthy, or at least it was last year. Um, you know, Connor has been continually dinged up. He's like a Lamar Miller all-star, just constantly dinged up. Um, David Johnson was another one, but at least, you know, he, Whoa. Whoa, he scored big points. Whoa. Um, so James Connor, situation to monitor on that. Darrell Williams also got hurt. Eno Benjamin scored a late touchdown. Um, you know, Keontae Ingram. Hey, just yeah. saying, Maybe. you know. If Connor's out and Williams is out, Ingram will be active. Ingram was out, uh, inactive this game, right? He's yes. been inactive all season. So it would be nice to see him active because he did flash a little bit in the preseason. So there's a name, like if you're in a deeper dynasty league and he's not on a roster. Late round, Jim. Go a get Keontae in. Ingram. I, I like him a lot and I have him in a ton of leagues. So that would be my advice there. So we all know in the NFL with the new concussion protocols that players that get concussions, even if they pass the, the old um, – qualifications to pass if they show any sign of like not being stable while they walk off the field they are going to rule them out of the game and that is exactly what happened with teddy bridgewater today um who i played over matt stafford in a super flex league that was cool you looks like never, i'm still gonna win though you can never get those quarterbacks oh right so oh, bad. Good. Uh, i feel your pain yeah so uh so teddy goes out with an elbow injury and a head injury he clears concussion protocol but because he didn't you know walk upright and look like good they kept him out of the game which hey i'm all for player safety i agree with it 100 percent is it going to be frustrating for fantasy? Sure, but you know what? I'd rather see these players live long, healthy lives than worry about my fantasy points for a week. So just putting that out there. So we saw a, a, a bunch of guys, unfortunately, suffer concussions and were out of their game. So we saw it with Naheem Hines on Thursday night. It was literally the first series of the game. No Jonathan Taylor. Everyone's like, Naheem Hines. I put him into my lineup as an RB3. He goes out after the first drive. We saw Teddy go out after the first drive. Um, Chris Olave caught a touchdown today that was reviewed and then overturned. So he got a touchdown, but hit his head on the turf pretty hard. So he was out with a concussion. So that's an, that's a situation to monitor because I think concussions aren't going to just be, we saw it with Isaiah McKenzie last week. If you suffer a concussion, you're not an automatic to clear and then play the next week. So yep. keep an eye on the situation for Chris Olave. It looks like Michael Thomas will be back next week. Um, so that'll be, that'll be helpful for the saints offense. Um, if Olave is, three games. is in fact, yeah, <laughs> is in fact out. And then the one that was most concerning to me was Pat Fryermuth. So Pat Fryermuth in the bills game, we all know the result of that game. It was bad. Um, you know, Fryermuth caught, caught a ball, not a hospital ball, but he had a defender on him and the defender kind of crunched him and his head did the old doop back and forth. It's the second concussion he's had this season. It's the third that he's had in his career already. Um, obviously we don't want anything like that to happen to players, but the tight end position is one where tight ends get concussed a lot because they're yeah. working the middle of the field. They usually have a safety crashing down on them. Um, you know, it's risky. So obviously 
Pat Fryermuth, hope that he can get right and get healthy and that he's still going to continue to have his awesome career, which has been better than Kyle Pitts. Um, so Just traded for him, actually, about Pat two Fryermuth days ago. Pat Fryermuth or Kyle yep, Pitts? Pat, Pat Fryermuth. Okay. Just Ouch. traded for him. And, uh, nah, I mean, <laughs> it's yep. in the back of my head is Doug saying, he's going to be better than Pitts. So I've actually been... When the, when the career's all done... Hopefully, Frymuth has a very long career and is no, able yeah, to, obviously, yeah, to succeed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's tough. Get one of those new awkward helmets that all the 49ers Dude, have. Brandon Cooks had like six concussions, right? Brent, he's yeah, had, he's, he's had, had a, a bunch. He hasn't had one in a couple of years, though, thankfully. So, oops. Now we know. Sorry. So you just cursed him. Good job. Um, so those are some of the notable head injuries. So obviously, keep those guys A, in your prayers, and B, keep an eye on them for your lineups um, for the coming weeks. Tyreek Hill was in a walking boot at the end of the game. Um, you know, we saw Teddy go out. Rookie Skylar Thompson took over. Seventh round rookie. Okay, wasn't <laughs> yeah, wasn't completely awful, but okay. Um, Tyreek Hill led the team in receiving yards and targets. Jalen Waddle was a no show, um, but Tyreek Hill obviously he was injured going into this week, and there was questions if he was going to play. And then he gets injured again, so something to keep an eye on for Tyreek going forward as well. And then last but not least, Dalton Schultz tweaked his knee. He's been fighting to get back healthy. Um, and in the Dallas Rams game, he tweaked his knee, took himself out, and didn't return. Um, so, yeah, the tight end position just keeps getting worse Thin. and worse. No Fryermuth, no Schultz. That's bad. I can mean, I if just, you have Mark Andrews, you're good. He just yeah. scored a touchdown. He can did. I just say uh, no. Matt Stafford is going to get hurt very soon. Like, he yeah. in the that game was getting hit every single snap. If they don't protect him, he will. I, I be would hurt. like to rewind about a month and say, "Can they no, protect him?" And say, "I told you so." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, can you be protected against the Micah Parsons? I don't know if you really can. It's not. I mean, it was last Marcus week Lawrence, too. too. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Week, yeah, you can have a mediocre pass rush and they'll get you. Can Aaron Donald play offensive line too? <laughs> I, I bet he could. Two way football. People would, ter- people would be terrified to go up against him. <laughs> Oh my God. He just yeah, sit there with knives. Yeah, so that's going to be the injury roundup. So obviously, keep an eye on that. We've got two more games. The Sunday night game between the Ravens and Bengals is going on right now. And then we have Monday night football between Kansas City and the Las Vegas Raiders tomorrow. Uh, but before we move on to our top rookie performers, new segment, hey, I want to give a shout out to the longest standing sponsor in Dynasty Happy Hour history, I think at this point. And it is Trophy Smack. So upgrade your fantasy league today. Baseball's wrapping up, so you should be ordering a trophy for your baseball leagues. If you still do that grind, then my heart is with you because Godspeed. Um, but football, obviously, we've got hockey. We've got basketball starting. Um, maybe not for Draymond Green, so don't draft him. Uh, soccer, everything's completely customizable. Trophy Smack has the right trophy for you. And when you use code DHHRING, you get a free $60 championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or a championship belt. They also have things for the losers of your league. So, you know, if you had a rough season and it's a bad go of it, you want to hang a toilet seat around your head, you can do things like that. All sorts of things for anything that you need on trophysmack.com. Once again, use code DHHRING for that free ring at checkout. All right, boys, we are going to talk about top rookie performers. Now, the biggest one, I saw people tweeting. This isn't what's hot in the Twitter streets, but I saw people tweeting, and it's only because Jonathan Taylor is injured. But everyone's like, Priest Hall, Dynasty RB1. This, that. Okay, I get it. He had a great game. He went 18 for 97 and one on the ground. Probably could have had another couple touchdowns, but they like to use Michael Carter for some reason. And then Goal he had line back. Goal line back. And then he had two receptions for 100 yards. One was a 79-yarder wheel route that he was wide open on and then almost scored on. So Priest Hall obviously popped off today. 
Tyler, are you putting Brees Hall as your dynasty RB1 right now? Well, I don't like running backs in general in Dynasty because this well, is what someone happens. Ha- someone has to be the RB1, though. This is what happens. This is exactly what happens. And, yeah, I think value-wise he is. Uh, it's just it's just the way Dynasty is with running backs. People, people, you know, you, you got to sit there and think to yourself, okay, what has he done for me lately? Plus So Brees value. is a sell. So Brees is a sell. You could probably trade Brees for Jonathan Taylor plus – and I'm not even kidding. I bet that could happen. Jonathan Taylor has been non-existent. You know what's going to happen, though? Next week, he's going to be back. Taylor's going to have a bad game. Brees is going to get a little more playing time. Then you do the swap because Brees is only going to start accumulating value. He's a rookie. He's very young. He's 21. I think he's only two years younger than Jonathan Taylor, but it's still young. It's just it's just the way Dynasty is with running backs. I mean, you go look back at ADP of running backs and, and draft it positions. Is, it has back. been a, a, a fail-proof way to approach. Once a running back hits the RB1 in Dynasty, he's gone. Let's look at the last handful. Todd Gurley, you sold, yep. you made out. Christian McCaffrey, you sold, you made out. Jonathan Taylor, possibly you. Like Obviously, he's only in the third season of his career. But we could be at a situation just because running backs, it's not like Ladanian Tomlinson and these guys that were RB1s for like years and years. It's a two to three year window, and then it's time to move on is pretty much what we've seen. Because any running back that's hit the the RB1 in Dynasty or the overall number one player in Dynasty, that is your your thing to sell. Until someone proves me wrong that that strategy has worked tear for the down. last five or six years. It just tear down. If you have the one, if you have the one one of players, except for Superflex, hang on to those quarterbacks. But one one of any player other than quarterback, you trade down, you tear down, drop down to the next player ranked, and get a pick, get get another first. Like at the beginning of the year, you could have gotten Brees Hall plus a first for Jonathan Taylor, probably sure. even more. And that that's that's how you got to play. Like it, it sucks. You think you're losing value, but in actuality in a year you're ganging that value that trade will pan out for you and it's almost it's reverse draftology it's almost guaranteed like it's year after year after year this is what happens and as much as it sucks this is why i hate running backs guys it's it's just the reason why i hate running backs windows are small it's so so small like every time i get like i have Ramondre in a couple leagues i am good to sell <laughs> like that's this is your window. Oh, yeah. For James, sure. what do you think? Brees, Brees Hall, RB1 in Dynasty? Um, you ready I don't to crown think him? he's he's RB1. I'm not ready to crown him. No. Same. Not yet. Yeah. Give me, I mean, Jonathan Taylor just had a, a almost 2,000-yard rushing season and 20 touchdowns. Like, I think we need to pump the – everyone lives with recency bias, and they're like, give me what's hap- – give me the flashy, shiny thing now, and that doesn't always work out. I will just tell you so, that much. The one I running mean, back that has held value – that we have never seen, but he's never sniffed RB1, Derrick Henry. Mm. Derrick Henry has never been the actual RB1. Because he doesn't catch passes, Tyler, until this year. But but he's been the running back that's been like the AP old school, the Ladanian Thomason. I just just thought of a player for the usage segment. I mean, that's the (laughs) whole thing. That's the same thing as Nick Chubb we can talk about, who's – on the top of the world right now in the running back he's game, so good. So and good. he's averaged over five yards per carry throughout over 100 his career. Yards in scrimmage every game this year. Yeah, and he's getting into the end zone. So does he need the passing work? No, no, I don't think so. And he's proven that. 
And those, and that's the guy we've been saying like, oh, well, you know, he's okay. He's at the back end of the RB1. Kareem Hunt's there. Yeah, we always excuse after excuse. What happens when Deshaun Watson comes? You know, like those are things to think about. Like Nick Chubb is that kind of guy. And I think Brees Hall could be that kind of guy. I was just going to make an inappropriate joke, but I'm going to pass. Eventually. (laughs) You might have to rewind it for that one. You'll understand me. All right. Yeah. So I agree. Brees Hall looking really good. The Jets offense not looking bad. Possibly you. We'll see. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about, I, you know, I want you to lead the conversation here, James, around the young Pittsburgh rookies. We saw Kenny Pickett. Ooh. We know that the Steelers got absolutely dog walked in this game. Buffalo, you know, 98 yard touchdown to Gabe Davis right in the beginning of the game. And it was just a, it was a track meet from there on out. So Pittsburgh never really had a chance in this game, unfortunately. But we got to see Kenny Pickett, 34 of 52, 327 yards, no touchdowns. He threw a pick. But leading the team in targets was George Pickens with eight, and he went six for 83. There is definitely a uh, rapport here with Pickett and Pickens, maybe because they have the first four letters or four five letters in their name are all the same. It could be that. But, um, you know, we're seeing Pickens start to flash now that he's getting targets. And we know that he can catch the ball downfield. We know that he's got the footwork. We know that he has the alpha profile. So it's not going to surprise me if George Pickens, I mean, I, I like Deontay Johnson, but George Pickens is showing that he's like the alpha in this offense. And now, especially if Pat Fryer was going to miss time, Pickens should even get more targets. So we see Kenny, we see George. What did you see today, James, out of the Steelers young youngsters? Um, Pickens, Pickett. Kenny, let's start with the quarterback first. All right, he he was up against the Bills. Um, there was no way how he was going to win that ball game from the start. Um, I think it was like 400 yards in the first quarter. It was a uh, lot. Yeah, four touchdowns, 400 yards. It was ridiculous. But I like the way he's been using his receivers. He looks like he's trusting Deontay Johnson. He has to get a little bit more accurate around the, the outside on the uh, – I'm sorry. Out of bounds. Yeah. The boundary line. Thank you. I'm an idiot. Uh, But uh, George Pickens as well. So this is the second week in a row. George Pickens, eight targets, six receptions, 80 plus yards. Last week he had over a hundred. I think it continues. And this was against the tough Buffalo defense. Kair Ilum is no joke. Played the outside. Also had an interception uh, today. Another rookie. We want to keep an eye on him. Mm -hmm. Um, but the whole main concern about this offense is Najee Harris. And this is like another running back that you probably should have sold on. But would you expect that their game this year they were going to stop running the ball a ton? I I didn't. But I guess with the new regime, they don't really have to rely on the run as much. I mean, their defense is a little banged up. Their offensive line is suspect. Um, that's saying it nicely yeah (laughs) Yeah. but the the main truth of it all is that receivers in this offense pickens and deontay johnson are going to continue to eat getting sprinkled with targets and it's going to translate into fantasy points yeah i just a side note too you know uh the rookie that they drafted calvin austin who they like a lot is going to be healthy soon and i think that they might work him into the offense so if that's another if you're in a deeper dynasty league and he's available for whatever reason. Go pick up Calvin Austin. The Steelers yes. really like them. And we all know that the Steelers do a really nice job drafting wide receivers yet again with the pick of George Pickens. And Calvin Austin is a guy that I think um, could make an impact. Maybe not year one, but it's someone that I want to sit on, put on my taxi, and be happy as a clam that I have him. 
So let's put it that way. Tyler, what are your thoughts on the Steelers? Yeah, uh, Pickett, I thought, stood in the pocket well. For for how much time he got, he he stood and, you know, he took a lot of shots. There's that one by well, he got, Shaq. He got pissed off about that Shaq last Lawson, one. Shaq Lawson went after his knees. It was obvious Shaq Lawson went low. Like, it, it was yeah. a dirty play. And I thought Pickett got hurt bad. Like, I thought it was like a Joe Burrow situation where that's it, his knee done. It, like, it went sideways. He's fine. His knee done. <laughs> it is. He He's fine. But I like that fire. And his, like, if Trubisky got hit like that, would his offensive lineman, would, would they come to help? It probably would. I mean. But Pickett, like, they, there's that one play where uh, Ken, Kenny Pickett, he got hit on the sideline, and his offensive lineman just destroyed somebody. Like, was like, no, I'm not having this. Like, get away from him. It was a big yeah. scuffle on the sideline. And, and I like seeing that. It just shows that this Pittsburgh Steelers offense has a personality with Pickett. And Pickett, I know, James, you said he's inaccurate on the sidelines. That interception was just end of the corridor. They're pushing it. They needed to, to get downfield. Better than a, last week's performance, I would want, I want to say. Yeah, and, and if they're going to be behind because this defense, I mean, it didn't look great, he's going to throw a lot. So for Najee's not going to get 20 to 25 carries a game. No, no. Najee's. I mean, if we had a segment, a new segment, which we don't of fallers, maybe we'll have to Najee. It is the fall season. Najee would be the biggest fall. Like he, uh, where would you guys, would you guys give up a 23 mid first for Najee Harris? No, not right now. No, that's insane to think about because he was, he was the RB like five. Yeah. Dynasty going into the season. Yeah. Could have been a first round plus for him this past season. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't want to talk about that, it. That's rough. Don't want to talk then, about it. And then and then pickins. God, having these two, two I gotta I gotta think about which one it is. Pickens is an alpha. Can we just call him like by first name? Kenny George. and George. GP. Hey George. <laughs> I want to put the rabbits, George. Kenny um, George. No, don't 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 mention that. That that movie gets Eddie, me every time. Eddie though. George? Eddie George. Uh, no, with uh Pickens, he's an alpha in the making. That that's all I gotta say. Like he is uh, I mentioned earlier this season he reminds me a lot of T. Higgins in the route he went yes, did. In, in for stardom, and that's what it reminds me of is uh-huh. that type of route. So he is on the rise. So if there's somebody that you might want to go trade for now in Dynasty, it's definitely him. And I would give if you're a contender I'd give a late 23 first easily for Pickens. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that 100%. So let's stay within this game. We've got another rookie that I want to talk about, and it's Khalil Shakir. So Isaiah McKenzie was out. Me being the savvy fantasy football player, went into Scott Fishbowl and noticed that Khalil Shakir was available a few days ago and picked him up. And I started him this week, so go me. Uh, feeling good about Khalil Shakir. Uh, the Bills like him a lot. He flashed in preseason. You know, J.J. Zacharyson on his podcast, which is excellent, by the way, the late-round QB, um, has talked up Sh- Shakir as, do, as performing really well in his model. And his model's been pretty pretty accurate for the most part when it comes to rookie wide receivers. So Shakir, uh, you know, kind of staking his claim a little bit. Three for 75 and a touchdown. You know, Josh Allen popped off. We saw Gabe Davis have a big game. Diggs goes over 100. Shakir, three for 75. And part of it is that the Steelers historically don't defend the slot well at all. And that was one of the reasons I was I was pretty confident in starting Shakir today. I like the player a lot. I think this is the kind of player, if you're looking to acquire, you wait. Um, you know, you're not going to try to get him now because his value is high. But once McKenzie comes back, 
Shakir will go back to the bench and he'll get some plays here and there. Um, but his long-term potential, McKenzie's 27 years old. He's an older player. Crowder, he might be done. Um, I don't see him coming back to Buffalo. And it was he had a nice little career in fantasy, which was great. But um, Shakir could be the future slot receiver. And we've seen players in Buffalo, you know, your Cole Beasley's and guys like that be successful in that role. And McKenzie's even got a couple of touchdowns this year. Uh, so, Tyler, what, what do you think about Khalil Shakir? You, you kind of like keeping an eye on him kind of situation? Oh, yeah. And, and my thought right when he got that big play was like, I, I liked what I saw. He runs really good routes. He's a good player. He's a he's a Hunter Renfro s type player. A team will love him in the slot. That will be his main position. But um, yeah, like you said, right now is not the time to trade for him because he's gonna probably fetch an early second in twenty three. And right That's now, crazy. if you wait, when McKenzie starts going off a little bit, like what you see McKenzie doing lately is what Shakir should be doing in the future. So like right now. We saw Kyle Phillips week one go off. His value went off. Like right now, go buy Kyle Phillips and don't go buy uh, Shakir. Go wait to buy Shakir till two more weeks and then Phillips yeah, will probably be. And there was no Dawson Knox in this game either. So we knew that Shakir yeah. would get some targets as well. So, James, any thoughts on Tupac Shakir? Uh, I, I'm not like, like you guys said, I'm not wasting an offer right now. He just no. popped off. He's going to disappear. Put him McKenzie, on your watch list. McKenzie was game time decision today. And if he was there, it would have been a different story. Put him on your wish list. There you go. <laughs> yeah. wish list. I like it. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Damian Pierce has another solid game. 29 total touches has one of the runs of the year down to the goal line where he was just, he ran through like five guys. He's an angry runner. He's yeah. t- you. You compared him to Thomas Rawls once, and ever since you've said that, I've been like, "Yeah, he got like, mad." He's like a rolling ball of butcher knives. But the thing about this, though, that only lasts for so long. When you have that violent, physical running style, it'll catch up to you. So I love what Damian Pierce is doing for the Houston Texans, who shocked the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> oh boy, Christian Kirk. Has anyone seen him? I thought I saw a milk carton in my fridge that had a picture of him on it. Um, I don't but, trust that man, but Damian Pierce, say it. 26 for 99, a touchdown. He had three receptions for 14 yards. It is Damian Pierce season. If you spent a early to mid second in your rookie drafts, right after the draft, you are happy as a clam because it is paying off and he is looking great. Tyler, we weren't real big believers in Pierce. I thought like his skill set, he didn't touch the ball a ton in Florida. I thought like, well, they could just draft his replacement next year. I'm eating a little bit of crow. Put me on the bad takes Twitter exposed uh, page that they just had there. That's exposing everyone, which is fun. Um, but Tyler, what are your feelings on Damian Pierce? You think he can continue this kind of workload and this type of success? Um, Yes, kind of in that subject. I do have breaking news, though, for IDP players. Okay. We have a trade in the NFL. The really? Browns trade for Deion Jones. From Atlanta, no kidding. Yes, Atlanta wow. trades Deion Jones to the Browns. He's hurt. he's been hurt, but Deion Jones is an so awesome, good. awesome player. Yeah, this is that's uh, big news. This is disappointing. Do you, but... do you think that's because Austin Eckler almost ran for like 200 yards against them today? That and Atlanta's <laughs> Atlanta's linebackers they've got they've got some pretty good ones. You know, yeah, they got in, and Troy in the Anderson and yeah, yeah, Michael Walker. Who did they? What did they give up? Any details? It was a late pick, so I'm guessing a, a fifth so, or sixth. So they ate this out. So Cleveland takes a salary. Yeah, Atlanta's gonna have a lot of salary by the way next year. Ooh. They ate the celery. Yeah, it's it's like water, no calories. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You want to look nice to, and lean. Going to Damian Pierce. Uh, I 
I like what I see. He's fun to watch. He is a very fun player to watch when he's running. Like Doug said, I, we've seen it over Chris Carson. Thomas Rawls are like the best comparable players to this guy. Insert Seattle running back. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and Rashad Payton. No, like no, there's so many like times Pierce gets smoked by like three people in a row. And yeah. honestly, if I have him, yeah, it, it, this, he should be in the biggest riser section because if I have him, I'm at six trying, to midnight section. I am trying to trade him as for like, a lot like <laughs> I, mean, I mean you you could easily get a 23 first plus 23 first plus like before people are trading for 23 first it'll when be when he went off it'll be interesting to see what the startup adp is for october when the month is done and see where he ranks among running backs i bet in dynasty he's probably a top 15 i was gonna say top 12 yeah okay. i was gonna say I mean, yeah, like around that. the top I mean, 12 look at, area. amon route was wide receiver four in startups in the month of september oh god so did he played today by the way he yes, did he, he played like 50 percent of the snaps yeah. um, okay so for me pierce the way that the dynasty community works is it's shiny new toy syndrome and his value is going to skyrocket and you're right like if you can if you can move him, i would do it i i personally like i said i think that the way his play style is not built to last Oh, 100%. maybe he pro- maybe he proves me wrong, and that's cool. I would love to see it because I want to see him be successful. But history shows us, like I've seen it with my own eyes. Like, we'll now, all right, wa- wide receiver, wide receiver wise, who would you trade him for? If you were looking at a wide receiver, who would you do Chris Olave straight up for him? No, I would. That's oh, you one. mean you're getting Olave? You're getting Olave. Yes, I would you're do that. getting Olave yeah, I would do for that. Pierce. Like Garrett Wilson, straight up for him. Like if yeah. you have absolutely, Pier- yeah, I'm, that's too I'm high. I think. Thing. Um, I think you'd have to add on the Drake London, but maybe after this game, you could do one for one. I I doubt it would get accepted, but those are the things. Go search for them because wide like, receivers will last. I wanted to add like Damian Pierce, like he has a bye week next week, so where his value is, it's not going to grow anymore. It's going to stay the where where it is right now, and then he, they come out of the bye week playing Vegas playing Tennessee, two teams that will that he will be good against, and then in week nine, the Eagles. That would be the cutoff right there. Between week seven and eight, this is the time but to trade him. You're playing you're playing the game where with the running style, the injury could happen between those games. So you are with that bye week, it's a perfect time to be playing like, with hey, fire a little bit. Hey, yeah. you're playing with fire. I'm gonna say he's going to be fine throughout this season. It's also How hard long? to trade a player on their bye week because then the person that's get one hundred percent right. And or then, or you could use the bye week uh like hey, he's already got his bye week done. There you go. He's, he's nice done. and rested. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. Good talk about Damian Pierce. I added to the list top rookie performers. <laughs> It's don't worry, be zappy. Bailey Zappy, you know, I in preseason, I thought he's he stunk and everything out of camp, but he was missing throws. But you know what? And he's, you know, he took over last week and he looked okay. I mean, obviously, he's a rookie that gets thrown in when Hoyer goes down. So this is his first NFL start. And, you know, he went 17 to 21. He played it safe for a buck 88. He really liked Jacoby Myers today. He had one touchdown to Myers, which was a nice sideline throw. Myers was open. Um, nice to see Jacoby Myers finally scoring touchdowns in his career, by the way. Um, and he did throw a pick as well. But Bailey Zappi, um, I think he's going to be the starter for at least a couple of more weeks. The Patriots' schedule is kind of soft. Um, Mac Jones, I mean, you're going to hear it in New England because New England's the absolute stone worst. They're going to be like, oh, Mac Jones, he it's shouldn't Brady be the starter. Over, oh, all over oh, my, again. oh, God, Bailey Zappi guy. You got to leave You got to leave Jones on the bench. 
Come on. <laughs> like, get out of here with that. Yeah, um, right. But, I mean, Zappi, I think he worked the game plan. The Patriots' defense balled out today against Detroit. Detroit didn't score any points. They were the league-leading scoring team going into this week. Like I said earlier, they disappointed all the fantasy owners, except for Josh Reynolds, who you started as a flex or your wide receiver three in a deeper league. Um, but, yeah, Bailey Zappi didn't look too, too bad today. It was uh, it was interesting to see. You know, he targeted Ramondre out of the backfield, which was nice to see. They got Hunter Henry worked in, finally. He's been a dud all year long. Um, but Jacoby Myers, for me, just a solid player. You know, a lot of people were uh, on Twitter celebrating Jacoby Myers, which is great because he is solid. Um, it's nice to have him as a wide receiver four or a five on most of your rosters. So um, I think he'll be solid for the rest of the year. But Zappy, you could do worse in some super flex leagues this year. Like there's a lot of like injuries. Like Jared Goff today. And there's a lot of quarterbacks playing like crap. So you never know. Bailey Zappy, I like what I saw. He's proven me wrong because he did not look good in the preseason. Any thoughts about the Zappatron? Is that yeah. what you're calling him? The Zappatron? His, his no. arm strength. That's a nod leaves, to Fortnite, by the way. It leaves a little little to be desired. Like Mac Jones looks like he's got Josh Allen's arm compared to Zappy. But I will I didn't give... think Zappy looked I mean he looked better than Russell Wilson. Yeah. That's <laughs> but his shoulder, Doug. His shoulder. His shoulder, yeah. It's yeah. all yeah. I had to have a cleanup procedure. Mm-hmm. He he tried to eat a danger witch. He slipped on a pickle, fell on his shoulder in the kitchen. Uh Sierra, help me. Yeah. He had his sunglasses on the whole time. Cause yeah. you fell in the kitchen and you do not know where you can. Uh, Sierra's so, singing right now. He is just so bad. <laughs> so that has been your top rookie performers in week five. Now let's move on to the biggest risers, the the six to midnights, if you will. And one of them is a rookie. You know, we we could have easily done this one, but it's Ken Walker. He went for eight eighty eight and one. Had that long, very nice touchdown run of sixty nine yards late in the game when they needed it really bad. Penny looks like he's going to be out for an extended period of time, if not the season. James, you love Ken Walker. Uh, I love Ken Walker. Tyler loves Ken Walker. Um, not much to see here other than, you know, Seattle's going to be committed to the run, and their offense looks good. They're still scoring points. And Geno Smith, better than Russell Wilson. It has it has to be can, said, right? Can I tell you what stinks about this is in a couple leagues, I went back and forth with the Ken Walker manager and I offered a 23 first plus a little bit, like Isaiah Pacheco and a 23 first. And got denied. Got denied each and every single time. Tried to add a little bit. Now, I'm not getting that. No, that ain't happening. Now you're porked. It, it, it sucks. Like, when trades like that, and I'm thinking to myself, no, I can't give. I can't give more. I can't do this. Always give a little more just to push that trade through. That was my Najee for Justin Jefferson deal. I should have pushed a little bit more to get it done. Yep, because things like this can happen, and Uh, they usually do because, you know what, fantasy football loves to screw you over. (laughs) Adversity. I mean, I like like Ken Walker. We all liked him coming out of the draft. Um, And everybody doubted the Seattle offense, which is amazing because we've seen them now put up some really good fantasy points. Everybody was fading. Their defense is terrible, which is perfect. Like Geno Smith really filled the shoes of the old Russell Wilson, not the one we saw last year, the one before that. They're letting Uh, Geno cook. Yeah, they're letting Geno cook when he needs to cook. And they're they always need to cook because they're always behind or or in some kind of shootout. And I don't think it, it stops. But at the same time, they are utilizing the running back. We saw the usage of Rashad Penny. And now it's going to be Ken Walker. I don't trust DJ Dallas behind him. I I think Ken Walker 
we we all said that he can't catch a ball. We're gonna see that. We're gonna see whether or not he can catch a ball, or if it even matters. Catching him at the combine. Yeah, I, I don't care if he catches zero balls. This James, year. remember AJ Dillon couldn't catch balls either, but he's done a pretty good job. Yeah, let him get NFL into level. the end zone a couple times. Gordon couldn't catch a cold. I mean, we saw a big rush from him today. Jonathan Taylor, that's another one. Yeah, I Can't think the coach. big rushing uh, upside of of Ken Walker is very nice. Thank you. Is very nice. All right, let's talk about another running back who came back from injury today. And the usage was old school, if you will. The highlight was obviously Taysom Hill and his Ugh. stupid four mother effing touchdowns that He's no one cares worst. about. He's the <laughs> worst. He's like the full. So what was much. the fullback that used to snipe touchdowns for the Saints? Jalen Tol. No, not Jalen Tolbert, but Tolbert. From Carolina. No, but there was one on the Saints that would like snipe the fullback that would snipe touchdowns, and he used to piss everyone off. Anywho, Alvin Kamara, yeah, 23 (laughs) for 103, six receptions for 91 yards. So he goes 94 total yards from scrimmage on 29 touches. You love to see it. Alvin Kamara looked spry. He looked excited. He looked like an RB1 that he is and should be going forward. Uh, so Alvin Kamara is a big riser because there was obviously the legal situation that he was in. People were kind of fading him because they didn't know about a suspension. Looks like that's not going to be a deal at all this season. So if you went out and and purchased or acquired Alvin Kamara on the cheap, it is going to pay off the rest of the season because he looked really good this year and health pending. He should be a stud going forward. Speaking speaking of trading for him this morning in a league, Doug and I are and no Doug James and I are in now. Yeah. Um, I got offered Alvin Kamara. I got offered Alvin Kamara. This uh, week 23 too first. Week. He put it through. I was just about to hit accept. Just about to. And then Revoked. it was pulled back. Ah. <laughs> so you got to have quick fingers. Got to be quicker than that. Got to be quicker than that. <laughs> yeah. So Alvin Kamara looked great. Maybe Jameis comes back next week. I don't think that changes things. For Kamara, maybe a little bit in the pass catching role, but obviously if Olave misses a game, Thomas is back. Kamara's role is safe. He's not going anywhere. And hopefully Taysom Hill can go fall off a cliff somewhere and go play on a flag. He's like that guy, the ringer on a, in a flag football league. Like they just give the ball to him over and over again because he's more athletic than other people, even though he doesn't look at like he's just annoying. But anywho, I don't want to talk about Taysom Hill anymore. I do want to talk about this running back, and that is Travis Etienne. 10 rushes for 70 yards. Three receptions for 43 yards. James Robinson, he didn't do much today. Travis Etienne is the future. If you went out and you acquired Travis Etienne when the value was low, you're doing it right because the Jaguars, we all thought like, oh, the Jaguars are here. They're legit. And then they lose to the Texans um, and they don't score a touchdown, right? They didn't score a touchdown today? No. Um, Yeah. And that's two weeks in a row they haven't played well. I know last week – there was rain and some elements, and Lawrence turned it over a bunch of times. But um, ETN's the guy, I think. You know, they, they're not going to be in a ton of game scripts where they're going to be in the lead, I don't think. So I think ETN is going to get the passing work. And as he gets, remember, he missed all of last year. These are the first five games of his NFL career. It's going to take him a little bit to get up to speed. We see this with rookie running backs all the time. We saw it with Jonathan Taylor. We saw it with Miles Sanders. We've seen it with other running backs before, just not getting the vision and getting acclimated to the speed of the game. I think Travis Etienne, um, before we know it, is going to be where we wanted him to be. James, what are your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I've always been an Etienne fan. I got multiple offers just last week uh, about for Travis Etienne sitting there on my taxi slot. 
And I held off. I said, you know what? There, there's definitely an avenue here where ETN can actually just go ahead and and start taking the reins a little bit. And we saw it in this game. He's uh, bad. Up just against Houston. Uh, oh yeah, he's <laughs> terrible. That's why you made the trade offer. Um, the did. really reason why I was throwing up in my mouth while you were talking about Travis ETN was Marvin Jones in this game, uh, who I put on my bench. Uh, rightfully so just you know seven for 104 i was like oh my goodness i was like that just meanwhile me... christian kirk yeah and, yeah and well this... i don't want to get into the whole jaguars uh zero offensive strategy that they had yeah. going on here today but uh travis Etienne going forward uh i think he's a safe asset for your fantasy rosters especially in dynasty obviously we're on the, the happy hour and it's going to get better against indy the giants denver Vegas, like his schedule is great. We're almost right up to the bye. He's and then coming out of the bye to the last two weeks of the season this year, his stock is going to rise right before yeah. the end of the season. And that's what you want to see. You yep. want to see a player that can dip off a little bit. You might have one last chance to acquire him before the tr- your trade deadline, if you have a trade deadline. And then the last two to three weeks of the season, Travis ETN, his value is going to skyrocket before the end of the season. So by by now, if you can. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to share, too, another great nugget from J.J. Zacharyson on his podcast, uh, broke down some of the metrics of James Robinson. And outside of his, like, long, a couple long touchdown runs, he's been not good. Like, yeah. his yards after contact, like, he's had more negative runs. He, I know, like, from fantasy, like, we look at the fantasy points and be like, wow, James Robinson's been a surprise. And he has, considering he's coming off the injury. But his metrics are not good. So I'm not surprised that we're seeing, um, you know, the – the pivot a little bit with ETN getting more work and Robinson getting less because ETN's the better athlete. He's more explosive. They're going to need him in that offense. If they want to score points, Robinson's the grinder and yeah, he had a couple of long runs, but his other metrics just not good. What Robinson's contract is up after this year as well. Yeah. Also, you want, you want ETN in a team that's going to be behind. And a lot of those matchups, James, that you talked about is a possibility of them being behind. Trevor Lawrence did not play like we have seen Trevor Lawrence lately. So, um, yeah, th- th- I think this is just a weird game. I mean, Houston's defense, uh, you, you got Petrie and Petri Stingley. Dish. The two <laughs> rookies played outstanding in that Yeah, Stingley had today. his first pick today, too. Yeah, yeah. like he's nice. so good. Like him and Gardner, uh, Sauce. The sauce. Him and Stingley are going to be elite corners that we talk about for years. Absolutely. All right, let's get on to one of my favorite players of all time. He's finally hitting it in his fifth-year breakout or sixth-year breakout or however many damn years. He's still only like 25 years old. It's David Njoku, guys. Mm-hmm. David Njoku, six for 88. He caught all six of his targets. This is the third week in a row, I believe, that he's gone over 70 receiving yards. He he's is hot. The, he is the second option in that passing game after Amari Cooper. It's not going to change. And if anything, once Deshaun Watson gets back later in the season, if Njoku can stay healthy... I think it's only going to get better. So David and Joku, if you were patient enough, like my stupid ass for a <laughs> long time to hold David and Joku and turn down trade offers that you had with people trying to buy him cheap, your day has come just like mine. And David and Joku is, is shining bright like a diamond, if you will. So I am all about Njoku and uh, a huge riser. And part of the reason he's rising so high is because tight end sucks. It is so bad outside of Andrews and Kelsey. It's been shit. You had Hawkinson's big week. You've had Pitts disappointing. Waller hasn't done anything. Kittle outright stinks for fantasy. He's had eight games with less than like 45 yards receiving. Like 
Njoku, this is an opportunity. He's going to be a top five tight end after this week. Keep riding the wave. It's not going to stop, I don't think. It's his time. I love how you're like, I don't think. I hope I don't not. Think, well, I, I mean, here's the thing. He, <laughs> I hope always, right. he has an injury history. Yeah. That would be my concern. That's all I'm saying. I, I like what I see, and there's not a day that goes by that I'm not wishing you would have accepted one of those trades in UDPL because I had to start Evan Ingram. James, I traded for Evan Ingram this week. <laughs> poor day. man. He had a decent day. Decent. Yeah. I was sitting there. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing that. Hey, okay. All right. But no, um, yeah, tight end is stupid. And uh, Najoku so is no joke. To you. Uh, <laughs> or me, for that matter. All right, let's move on to our last riser of the week. And part, part of this is injury-related. So Damian Harris, we talked about earlier, he hurt his hamstring. He was ruled out for the game, I think, in the late second quarter. And it was all Ramondre after that because uh, the Patriots didn't have another active running back on the roster for the game. No Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris on the practice squad, J.J. Taylor, not so much. So Ramondre gets 25 carries. We all know Detroit's run defense is the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, He goes for 161 yards. He had this one move along the far sideline where the guy was coming in and he moved his, I even tweeted about it and I don't tweet very often, but his feet, it was like a tribute to James white who used to be nicknamed sweet feet because his feet were so fast to dodge. And then he like stiff armed a guy. It was an absolutely beautiful run. And I love that from Ramondre Stevenson, 25 for 161, only two catches for 14 yards, but he is getting more incorporated into the passing game. So Stevenson, obviously a big riser. We don't know how long Damian Harris will be out with a hamstring. He had an injury a couple of weeks ago. If I can't remember if it was a hamstring related or not, but he could miss some time. So you're going to ride that wave. Tyler said, I'm cool with selling him. He's oh, a yeah. second He's a second year guy. I think Stevenson but, could be a stud. But you need a first. If you're getting a second, throw that stuff aside. You're not taking a second. You want to know why? Because his value is only going to keep going up. Mm-hmm. And until you get that first that's when you can kind of dip out. Like I, I have him in UDPL. I have no use for him because I am not competing. I'm throwing him on the block. I'm going to dangle him for a receiver, whatever. But a 23 first is what I want, even though they're hard to get, especially people that are competing right now. If they've got a first still, yep. you can easily get a first for Ramondre because if he's getting that full workload, which people are, that's what they want. They want that full workload guy. He can handle it. He can handle it, and if Harris is hurt, he's getting it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're not going to give carries to Pierre Strong. No. J.J. Taylor. J.J. Taylor fumbles too much anyway. So, yeah. So, I love love Ramonde's game. I've liked him since he came out. Um, so, it's nice to see him pop off, given the opportunity. So, Tyler, it is now your segment of the week. Tyler's Woo! oomph player of the week. My oomph player. It, it happened. You know, I was thinking, who should I – who am I going to have here? What is going to happen? This is, this is a chalky one. And it happened within seconds. A you, had another, you had another kid? And, uh, <laughs> yes. Hey. Yes. Oomph. More oomph. Uh, my oomph player is Gabe Too Davis. Gabe Davis, you heard reports that he's 100% healthy. He was kind of dealing with that ankle injury the past couple weeks. And you know what? When he ripped the ball from Fitzpatrick on his second touchdown. That was impressive. That like Gabe Davis, amazing catch. Fitzpatrick, amazing safety, decides to go for the ball, gets the ball. Then Gabe Davis is like, "Uh uh-uh, not happening. Ripped it from Minka and scored his second long touchdown. Now, I get they were just long targets, and this is efficient as it can get, but this is what you get with a Josh Allen offense. 
This is Martavis Bryant 2.0. This is what we all wanted Martavis Bryant to be without the weed. But here we are with Gabe Davis, as athletic, as fast, and as big and strong. Gabe Davis, you're going to have your weeks where you have you know, three catches for 40 yards. He's going to have those weeks or even two catches for, for 20 yards. But he's going to have weekly winning games like this where he goes off. He went three for 171 and two, like I said, a 98-yard a touchdown bomb where he split the defenders. He just ran past them, and Josh Allen has the arm to get it there. Uh, Gabe Davis, your oomph player, and I I don't, like, if you could give uh, two seconds for Gabe Davis, I don't think it's going to happen. If you can give a late first for Gabe Davis, I'd still do it because I don't like the receiving classes here. But this is what you're going to get. And I get he's inefficient, but man, weeks like this. He's going to have boom weeks. Yeah, weeks like this. He's He's definitely boom bust, but yeah, this week he was definitely. He's Deshaun Jackson in that type of. But bigger and beefier. Yeah, Yeah. somebody who's not going to get hurt all the time. Vincent Jackson? Maybe he's Vincent Jackson. It's like Buffalo meat. Both Jacksons. What if he's the Jackson? What if he's the Jackson 5? What if he's Bo Jackson? Oh, my God. We we need five Jacksons. Maybe he's just Gabe Davis. Jeez. That's true. (laughs) What if he's not Butter? (laughs) <laughs> speaking of butter if you're looking to get a nice tan we got, uh, a, new, we got a new segment if don't you're michael butter. jackson I don't, you need don't a spray tan yes. uh, our next segment is james's spray tan player of the week spray tan player of the week now you know i'm from jersey everyone knows right up the road is the jersey shore uh live here for a long long time and we know our tans when it comes to tanning you know that's what we do we, we go to the beach we rarely go fake tanning but you can tell when someone is a spray tan and this week it's going to be Vilas jones all right third round pick for the chicago bears he is not what we hoped he was uh it was just an early grab for them way too early. He winds up with a touchdown this week one reception for nine yards and a touchdown this offense this is the first time their passing offense went over 200 yards. All right. So do not fall into this Chicago Bears trap or or try to go out and acquire Vilas Jones. I am, if anything, hoping that you can get rid of him. Add him in as a throw in this week. I am not entertaining that fact. I, w- I want you to explain the spray tan meaning, though. So people got the whole aspect of why Vilas Jones, why is he a spray tan? Because he scored today. Yeah, but why, like, the correlation between two, like, spray tans, it, it's All right, nice. so the spray it's tan is, it looks okay, it can get by, it, it, it shines, it has a little gloss to it, and that's how you know that it, it's it's not real, all right? It's an imitation scoring, in this case. And it fades. Is, and it, yeah. Oh, it definitely fades. It <laughs> looks kind of orange afterward. Uh, yeah. It's not the real thing, and that's what Vilas Jones is. I don't believe he's the real thing. I don't believe this Chicago Bears offense is the is the real thing uh, going forward as well until we see something different. I mean, it was just really nice for Vilas Jones to get touches because he's fumbled a couple of kickoffs, one in the preseason, one in the regular season. So at least they had faith to give him the ball in the red zone. So that was kind of nice. And I did want to make mention because Vilas Jones and Tyquan Thornton were two of the guys that I – and Danny Gray – are three receivers that I drafted super late in a lot of leagues. And Tyquan Thornton was active today and got some looks as well. So a name to keep an eye on. Um, Scott Zolak, who does the announcing, 
and he's on the radio, um, thought that Tyquan Thornton would have a big role today. And they did get him worked in. Kid's got wheels, so it'll be interesting to it's see. Soon enough. It's only his first week back, correct? Yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see him get, um, you know, Nelson Aguilar got hurt today. Shocker. Frying pan hands. Um, so it'll be interesting. That Tyquan Thornton's one to keep an eye on, too. Again, if you're in uh, shallower leagues and he might be available, go for it. He might so, be a bit of an underdog. That is true. He might be a bit of an underdog. And that is a great segue to Underdog Fantasy. They have an app. It's out right now. You can get it on Apple. You can get it on Google Play, all the places. And it's a little bit different. You know, when you talk about DFS, you know, you might be, you know, stuck with the traditional FanDuel and DraftKings. But they do things a little bit different. You can do a draft against another person or two other people and draft a, a quick, fun team that doesn't include quarterbacks, which is kind of cool. Um, and try to find that sleeper in the draft that's going to get you all those points, like a Khalil Shakir, who we talked about earlier. Or you can do prop betting, which is what I did today. I put down 10 bucks to win 200, and three out of my five hit. Pat Fryermuth got hurt, unfortunately. Oh. Um, so that, that kind of hosed me a little bit. But those are really fun because, you know, it's a 20 times multiplier. You know, if you want to do three bucks, then you're going to get 60 bucks back or whatever the multipliers are. Um, so it's a fun little game that you can play. And when you go on underdog right now, you can do that and use code DHH and have your deposit up to $100 matched right away. It's free money for something that you're probably going to play anyway. Maybe you're already sick of your dynasty and redraft teams. You know, after this week, you're 0 and five, you're one and four. And you're like, you know what? Forget this. I'm going to do something different. Well, underdog is perfect for that. You can do player props. Like I said, quick drafts, player pickums, all sorts of stuff. They also have other sports on there, too. If it's not just about football, you can do other sports as well. Once again, it's code DHH for your deposit up to $100 matched. So a couple of quick things before we get on out of here. My segment of the week, and this is going to be a tough one as the season goes on, right? Because we already talked about how bad tight end was. Um, but it's my tight end buys of the week. And uh, I got a couple. They're rookies, and they're currently starting for their teams, and they – either cost you nothing or you might be able to still pick them up if you're in a shallower league. And the first one is James's own Daniel Bellinger who rushed for a touchdown today. He is their clear cut starting tight end. They don't have anything else really at the position. Clear cut um, receiver at this point. Uh, yeah. I mean, he only had three targets in the passing game. He did get a touchdown rush. Um, he caught a touchdown last week. So he's making plays as a rookie at the tight end position, which doesn't happen very often to be completely honest with you. So keep an eye on Daniel Bellinger. Again, if you're in a shallower league, tight end is ugly. So go ahead and pick him up. If you got room on your taxi squad, highly recommend it. I have him. He's my my most owned player um, in Dynasty. I have him on em almost every single MFL roster. So I'm pretty happy about that. And the second one is Kate Otten from Tampa Bay. So another rookie. We know that obviously Gronk retired. Uh, Cameron Braid is hurt. Kyle Rudolph is old. Um, and they targeted Kate Otten quite a bit. He had seven targets. We know that Tampa Bay wants to use the tight end in this offense. He had six catches for 43 yards. It may not sound like a lot, but at tight end, it's better than a lot of players played. I could so, use him in a couple leagues. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, especially yeah. with tight end. He's position. already on my rosters. Really? Yeah, especially at tight end where, you know, you have Kyle Pitts out, you have Logan Thomas out, maybe you're, you had Dawson Knox out, you're missing Pat Fryer move. Like, there's just injuries everywhere. So Kate Otten is a guy that I am going out and trying to pick up in shallower leagues and maybe even making a, a trade offer of, like, if you have five fifth-round rookie picks, maybe in tight end premium, you maybe have to give up a fourth for him. Someone's not on to him yet. I'd be okay with that, Kate Otten, uh, for Tampa Bay. We know that the history that Tom Brady has with tight ends. I know it's a it's a tale as old as time. 
um, Beauty and the Beast. But Kate Otten would be someone that I would be looking to go out and acquire because uh, those old, other old guys, Brayton Rudolph, ship him to the glue factory as far as I'm concerned. So we normally have Corey's Thrift Shop Player of the Week, but Corey dropped the ball. So we're going to move on. The thrift shop wasn't open, apparently. The thrift, the thrift shop was closed on Sunday. It's like Chick-fil-A, apparently, today. Um, <laughs> but let's move on to the Twitter streets with on-site correspondent Dougie Fresh. This is Dougie Fresh reporting from Cranston, Rhode Island. And what I'm seeing in these Twitter streets this week is a lot of heavy tweeting around the roughing the passer call in Atlanta on Tom Brady. <laughs> one BS, one tweeter said, I can't believe what I just saw. The worst call in NFL history. I can't disagree, Tom. What do you guys think? Tyler, you're a Falcons fan. How did this make you feel? The worst one had to be Luke Easterling, and it said it was a terrible call, but... It definitely felt like a makeup call for missing the obvious defensive pass interference on the deep mm. shot to Miller on the previous play. Missed the same defensive pass pass interference on a deep shot to Miller earlier in the game, too. Let's just stop. It's not a makeup call. It was just a bad call. It's a call that literally turned the game around and ruined Atlanta's chance for a comeback. And in my opinion, They've when been the comeback kids this season. Even when Atlanta the referees like joined up and, and huddled together. It seemed like the main ref, the one with the white hat, was just sitting there Jerome looking. Jerome Boger. He was looking at the guy who actually made the call and was thinking, like, I, his facial expression just showed me, like, oh, God, I have to make this call. Boger I don't agree sucks. with it. Like it his, was His whole crew's bad. It was, it was a bad call. It ruined a team from having to come back when they were making a strong push for one. And... It's mainly because it's Tom Brady. And if it was like Kirk Cousins or anybody else, that call wouldn't have been made. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, but Tom Brady is the one who gets every single call. And he immediately, his, his body language, like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. He's baby. He's like, Ky, like Kyler Tom Murray. Baby. Kyler Murray hit doing that at like 23. Tom Brady has now started doing it at 35. So it's been like 10 years of Tom doing this. It's been longer than that, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, so before we wrap up, I do want to we, – we'll go over some quick trades because we alluded to it. We're just over an hour. That's fine. Thank you for keep listening this deep in. We, we love you and appreciate you. Leave a review. Um, my quick trade that I alluded to earlier that was literally the net nothing trade. I traded J. Mike. Um, I traded away uh, – wow. I just totally forgot who I traded away. Oh, I traded away, <laughs> I traded away Gerald Everett and Kyle Phillips to get Damian Harris. The combined points of that trade were f- like five today. And, and <laughs> it seemed like, it seemed like Everett was going to have a massive game the way this game went, but they are back in the back in action as well. Yeah. J Mike literally did not have a healthy tight end. He, he reached out to me cause you know me, I'm a tight end hoarder. I've got Fryer Hawkinson, Troutman who actually scored today. Uh, and a couple other guys, I've got Chigaquanko and Daniel Bellinger on my taxi. So he's like, Hey, scored. He's like, you got a bunch of tight ends. He's like, what about um, Dylan Everett? And I'm like, I'll do Damian Harris straight up. It's tight end premium. I typed it into DTC. It's pretty even. He originally came back and said, how about Everett and Isaiah Pacheco? And I said, no. I said, that's me overpaying for Dam- for Damian Harris. Um, and I like Harris more than most. So then he came back with Phillips. And I was like, mm. I'm like, what about money? He's like, what about 45 bucks? And I'm like, I'll give you Phillips. I have so many wide receivers in that league. He'll never touch my starting roster. Uh, so I made the deal. And Harris gets hurt. I started him because I have Jonathan Taylor out. I wasn't going to start Cam Akers. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, that was a trade of literally 
It didn't right. help either one of us this week. All right, so Doug, I'm going to go through all the trades that happen in UDPL. The all trades right. that are we going to push this to two hour podcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my first trade was with a uh, good friend Shay Manila. Now we went back and forth for a while and finally landed on a deal. We had to kind of customize it after the fact, but the deal happened to be I traded Drake London. Oh, that one hurt. Drake London and Tyler Algier for a 24-second Jahan Dotson and DeAndre Swift. Now, I am a rebuild team. So DeAndre Swift didn't really have too much you know, meaningful stuff to be on my roster. Like, he shouldn't have been there. So I'm, I went in the chat and I said, hey, I'm looking to trade DeAndre Swift. Doug instantly comes and says, hey. I'm interested in DeAndre Swift. So I said, you know, we went back and forth. I gave him a couple options. One had Najee in it. One had T Higgins. And being me, I go to Doug. I said, I'm going to add Isaiah McKenzie for the rest of this game on Monday. No, it was Thursday night. I said, the rest of this game, you have a trade with Isaiah McKenzie in it. If you do not accept by the end of the game, I'm going to revoke. So he accepted it smartly because it was definitely a, a good added bonus. I got a 24-second, too. Yep, a 24-second Isaiah McKenzie and DeAndre Swift for T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. So my final, final trade was Drake London, Tyler Algier for T. Higgins and Jahan Dotson. And I you thought know, that was a You know, the up. cute thing is, at the end of the night, DeAndre Swift and T. Higgins might have the same fantasy points this week. A hundred percent, and I need, <laughs> I need I need T Higgins to score at least I need like him five in a few points. Leagues. I need him, yeah, and I then also uh, in the same league, uh, I got two more trades I want to mention. One with Clint that was massive. Uh, I traded Kyler. Now you know this whole entire podcast isn't huge on Kyler. Did you see Kermit the Frog walk into the stadium today? Kyler Ooh. Murray. I was like, that's the same person. Oh, They're like, who wore it, it better? Is. It was a green suit that he was wearing, or Kermit the Frog? I'm like, that's the same person. Oh man, that's rough. Uh, so I gave up Kyler Murray. Kyle Granson and uh, Rich from Dynasty Nerds, good friend of the show, gave up Jameis Winston, Greg Dolchich, Evan Ingram, a 23 first and another 23 first. Now the 23 firsts are valued from probably 5 to 12. So it's not a top three, but it's still meaningful. And I loved it because I needed tight end help as well. I think Dolchich is going to be good and Evan Ingram is going to be well good as well. Now, what did you guys... You guys think, uh, you know, not being the big Kyler people, that was a good trade, right? <laughs> yeah, I think Winston's is serviceable. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now, uh, last trade I'll mention, me and Clint in the, the OG Listener League, I said, screw it. Let's go for it. I'm like, you know what? I'm two and two. Let, let's make a push. Let's do it. And honestly, it has worked because <laughs> my weekly score is 180-ish. I gave up Trey Lance. Bailey Zappi, Drake no! London, <laughs> Drake Drake London, Josh Palmer, Isaiah Likely, and Kyle Pitts, and a 24 first. So I gave up all of that for Zach Wilson, Austin Eckler, Kenneth Walker, Chris Godwin, George Kittle, and Trey McBride. It's a big trade. It is a yeah. big boy trade. Like Now go turn around and trade Kittle while you can. All of the chat was saying like they kept on reading and reading and reading when this trade went down, like the email. I saw it come through and I was like, what is this? Like those big roster was, trades are always like so it was bizarre t- to me. It was tough giving up Pitts and London, but in, it just 
I have a lot of pit. I have a lot of Kyle Pitts. I'm not worried so, about. I mean, my that was kind of share. my thinking going back to our trade. Is that on that roster in UDPL, I have Burrow, Mixon, Higgins, and Chase. Yeah, and I have Higgins in like four other leagues. So for me, I do, I don't have DeAndre Swift in any dynasty league, and I I like Swift a lot. Plus, I have Najee in that league, and uh, like okay, Beans. Um, but now I've got Najee, Mixon, and Swift, and I know running back sucks this year, but it could give me an advantage. Um, having three potential workhorse guys. I mean, eventually maybe Swift, possibly you. Um, so for me, I was like, let me mix it up a little bit. I have T in a bunch. Of, let me diversify a little bit. Wu Tang Financial, by the way. Um, so yeah, so that was part of my process and getting the twenty four second. Um, in this league, I like having second round picks and not having to give up any twenty three picks or anything like that. Um, I figured I have a twenty three first. My team has the third most points. I might lose again this week and be one and four. That 23 first might be a high one that I have, and maybe I can replace Higgins' production with a wide receiver from the draft. Yeah, even though this class is uh, not too good in the wide receiver. We say that every go time. For, go for 24 class, where Marvin they, Harrison Jr. is going to be a stud. People said that like this receiver, and this receiver class has absolutely popped it's off, good. so I don't want I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to get this like, oh, I was, it's October. Let's shoot on the class already. I was on this mm. receiving class. I loved this class so much. and This was the class to get all I'm those happy, picks. I'm happy that this receiving class panned out because everybody was fading in the 2022 class. And they're like, nope, no, thank you. I'll move to 23. Well, I'm sitting here with a bunch of receivers that I am in love with. Yeah. We've Startable that that... wide receivers on a weekly basis. Yeah. No less. Oh, a hundred percent. So James, any last words before we wrap it up? Uh, I did get some trades in this week. Uh, one trade. I, I got rid of Darno Mooney for a third. So I'm happy about that. 2023 third. They can just, yeah, I don't care. Okay. I picked him up off of waivers as far All right. as I mean, feeling yeah. like he was three short. And it's a it's a shorter, shorter league, uh only ten teams. So it was time for him short to go. People? Is yeah. that what you mean? Bunch of <laughs> short, short. Gills. There was a song about them having no Gills. reason to live, which is really messed up when you think about it in today's world. Uh, the other one happened this morning. Uh it is a redraft <laughs> league. I got rid of DJ Moore for Brian Robinson, and I'm Super stoked about it. DJ Moore is getting targets in their for how uh, long by PJ uh, Walker from PJ Walker. I, I'm I'm honestly rooting for Sam Darnold. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the meantime, though, I think Brian Robinson. Yeah, he yeah. he's getting he's getting a good. He's going to get a lot more yeah. work work added in week by yep. week. So yeah, I don't mind that because Moore's yeah, Moore is less right now. <laughs> Any personal. kind of more in oh Rondell Moore actually got a lot of targets. Yeah, I met, I, I mentioned that off the off camera. I was like, hey, Rondell Moore, this is yeah. the Greg Dorch role that he's sliding into. Finally, Dorch, he could actually be startable. Rondell Moore. We shall see. So that is going to wrap us up this week. Before we completely get out of here, I do want to remind you to check out DynastyNerds.com. Sign up for the Nerd Herd. Use code DHH for fifteen percent off of any subscription. There's trade tools. Extra episodes, prospect film room, prospect scores, Dynasty GM, all sorts of cool stuff. And if you're looking for that winter drip, you need some new some new gear. I think the cool kids call it drip. Shout out to that guy that criticized us. Um, just check out Viridian Global. Search Dynasty Happy Hour or DHH. There's all sorts of stuff from sweatshirts to hats. Check it out. Thank you very much. Go on Apple. Leave us a, a review and a rating. We would love you so much. Maybe even long time. But again, thank you to all of our sponsors. Manscaped. Underdog, Trophy Smack, Dynasty Nerds. It's great to feel the love from our sponsors. Until next week, I am Doug. You heard Tyler. You heard James. We're going to wrap it up and get out of here. Best of luck next week. We'll see you soon.